podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Lewis Hart for Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store and houseofboxing.com. We've gone from Chatham to random hotels in Stratford um, to York Hall and now we stand outside in the Boulevard in Saudi Arabia. I am joined with Dev Sarni. Riyadh season as they say. How are we? We are fantastic. Welcome. Welcome to Riyadh. Welcome out of the country for the first time, Lou. My, my understanding is well done. First time in the country for boxing, obviously. Oh, I've left the country before, mate. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, but I guess first time in Riyadh, and I've been here a couple of times now. This place is absolutely incredible. And where we are now, Boulevard City, it is like they have taken the best parts of the world, sort of picked them up, plucked them, Times Square, Trocadero, and just dropped them right here in Riyadh. It's incredible. Look all around. Look at the lights here. People were talking about this fight uh, as, as though it, it, it was nothing, as though it was a, a circus. This is no circus. This is absolutely huge, incredible. The sort of investment that the guys at Saudi are putting behind this is uh, is a wonder to be seen. I've, I've never been involved in anything like this. It's huge. We'll talk about like the size of the event. A lot of that is the focus. The focus is the size. And we see with things like this, um, the promo videos, um, everything that's gone into it, you can see that this has all got the making for a blockbuster event with, with all the money and the promotion that's been pushed into it. You can see it, mate. You can see it. These promos, these are the best promos I've ever seen in my life. These are like movie trailers. You don't get that with normal boxing fights. Uh, music videos as well. All sorts of stuff. Ronaldo. Ronaldo popping up in a promo. You mad? Come on, this is huge. Um, really, really like privileged to be out here. Privileged to be a part of this event. I'm doing the fight week streams with uh, with Andy Clark, uh, and they seem to be getting you know, tons and tons of views. I'm, I'm very happy with it. Happy with how it's gone so far. And we've got a very informed Tyson Fury. I love it when he's in this mood. When he's going about shouting when he's going about saying exactly what he's going to do and we've got a cool calm customer in Francis Ngannou his story by the way is incredible he was homeless he was written off he had no chance he shouldn't be here he is here and you'll see more about him on Saturday night what a night come on Absolutely. I did want to bring back something and a bit of a personal question for you, a bit of a personal thing for you because you talk about sort of being on the stream this and that. What is it like on a personal level to be involved in this? I think, remember you put a photo up on your Instagram about a couple of weeks or two ago about you sort of performing to like, well, it was at a holiday club and you was like nine. So to see now where, you know, you're in Saudi Arabia, um, on a personal level, how does that really feel? Yeah, look, it's cool. I try, I try not to stop and think uh, about things like that too much whilst I'm in it. Um, I'm sure like in a week or so I'll reflect, I'll be like, that, that's cool. Just like I did with the, with the launch press conference. That is cool. It's a great journey, but uh, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. Well, we talk about the size of the event, but we have to talk about the event as a contest. Um, obviously, that is where the main criticism comes. That's where the, people that main, the issue that main people have. Um, we obviously saw the pad footage that come out from Tyson, from, not from Tyson Fury, from Francis Ngannou. Um, on a contest level, as it gets closer and closer, you know, what do you really think with the pad, pad, pad footage coming out, everything coming out sort of like that? I think, look, 10 seconds at the end of a session doesn't tell us an awful lot about Francis Ngannou. You want to see how hard he hits? You want to see whether or not he can punch? Go and watch his fight with Alistair Overeem. This is a man who has spent his career knocking people out, punching them in the head, rendering them unconscious. It doesn't matter what size gloves he wears, it doesn't matter how the fellow stands in front of him, he's still going to be trying to do exactly the same thing. So I wouldn't read too much into it. Public workout tomorrow, let's have a look at him then, all right? 
Absolutely. And when you think about the, the Usyk fighters next, when it came with the criticism, do you feel like sort of the, the, the criticism may have softened in a way because we know that the Usyk fight is next? Look, people just love, love to moan, all right? Look, we, we've always known that there, there is a big picture here, okay? There's a wonderful relationship that has opened up between the people in Saudi Arabia and, you know, Tyson Fury and Tyson Fury's people. And it's led to a, an enormous event, a tremendous undercard as well, fights that maybe wouldn't just happen in normal boxing, but they're happening. And suddenly we've got an undisputed fight. For how many years have we been talking about an undisputed fight? For how many years have other people been trying to make, or maybe not trying to make, an undisputed fight? We've got it. We've got it over the line. It's happening. They've both signed to do it. So that fight is going to happen. Uh, and it's happening because of the people involved here at Riyadh season in Saudi Arabia. And uh, boxing fans should be very, very thankful that these guys are involved because they make things happen. Definitely. Do you see a real, real future for Saudi Arabia in boxing? Because Fury's always spoke about America being his home. Um, obviously, has, he's had homecoming fights in the UK. Now, for, now a fight in Saudi Arabia. Do you potentially see this as, as the future of boxing? Uh, like, do you see it as the future of boxing? I don't see why not. I mean, when Vegas started, it was just a, a desert and people didn't think that that would suddenly become the home of boxing. Well, the home of boxing may well have moved now. Uh, you can see big fights are clearly going to start happening here. These are people passionate about the sport, who want to invest in the sport, who want to invest in the fighters, in the stories, in the build-up, in the narrative, and that's just great news for everyone. If this becomes the home of boxing, hey, that's not such a bad thing, I tell you. In terms of UK audience, your timings are pretty good. It's only a couple of hours apart, so um, I think we're going to see tons and tons of big fights here. One thing I did want to ask you about is this, um, if you look on BoxRec, you see that this fight isn't on BoxRec. Um, I asked Frank the question, he didn't really seem to care about it. Um, when you see fights like KSI, Tommy Fury on BoxRec and other crossover fights on BoxRec, a bit disappointing to not see it on there or is it something to not really care about? I mean, I'm not particularly reloading the BoxRec page every day. If they, if they don't want to put it on their, their thing, that's, that's up to them. Who cares? Just moving on, um, another thing that came up with the Fury camp, he did talk about TalkSport being banned, didn't want them there due to then, uh, the negative criticism that they've had. Um, how did you, what did you make of, of that, uh, them being banned? Look, they've clearly uh, said things that the camp don't agree with. I think it's, look, it's all well and good having an opinion, that's, and that's fine. That's what pundits are, are paid to do, have their opinion. But sometimes opinions were presented as fact uh, without really knowing the facts, and that can really rile up the Tyson Fury camp. It would rile me up. Imagine you, right? Imagine if they started talking about you and were just constantly saying something that wasn't true. Constantly saying, you pulled out of... Not you, you wouldn't fight Usyk, would you? But constantly saying that Tyson Fury pulled out of fighting Usyk. He should be ashamed for not fighting Usyk. All of this nonsense going on there. You can understand that if you're hearing that and you know it's not true, you'd probably, probably not really like it. So I understand the reasoning from the Tyson Fury side. And uh, look, let, let, let's see what happens. I think words have consequences, ultimately. Absolutely, definitely. And just a, a last quick one from me. As we, if you look up, the sky is, is dark, it's black. Um, someone that has been enjoying the darkness is uh, Anthony Joshua with his £2,000 retreat. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Is that something that you'd ever be interested in? A bit of character building, seeing absolutely nothing? What a wonderful little link, Lewis Hart. Well done. Um, look, I... Uh, when I, when I saw that story, I actually commented on Twitter. People were quite surprised. It was quite a supportive uh, comment. I think, 
I think he's always under a lot of pressure. I think the expression heavy is the crown comes to mind. I think he's been weighed down with this pressure for so many years. Even though he's not world champion anymore, people expect things from him, expect him to carry himself in a certain way, expect him to say certain things, look a certain way. Uh, and it's hard. It's hard living under that, being told how to live. And I hope in this, this four-day retreat, he finds a bit of peace. Absolutely. Dev Sani, always delighted to be joined to you. And it makes it even better that we are sitting here. We are doing this on the boulevard in Saudi Arabia. Um, appreciate it, mate. Thank you, mate. Top man. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Yeah, always want a fist bump, mate. Top man. Sports Social Podcast Network.